I'm excited this morning, I want to share with you. You pull out your message notes, pull out your, your Bible, maybe pull out whatever you take notes on. If you do it on your phone, if you'll just airplane mode it, um, I know how the enemy tends to distract us with things that you can't change while you're sitting there. Um, and you'll get that one email, that one text that will cause you not to hear uh, what God wants you to hear. And, you know, I've been praying over this day. It's, it's, it's a really special day. Um, it's funny. I was actually nervous. I'm not nervous now. That's not why I'm crying. But last night, I don't get nervous on Saturday nights. But I think I was nervous because you feel the weight of the close of one chapter and the opening of another. So see, the miracle was us getting here. Now we get to write what happens from here. You know, nobody take credit for this building. Oh, pastor, no, 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 it was a team effort. And it was God leading the team all the way. And uh, I, I was just praying, God, what, what word do you want me to speak as we step into this new season? And I felt him speak to my heart and my spirit that this is a year of miracles. A year of miracles. It's very interesting because, you know, I kind of wrestled with him. I'm like, well, God, look, we, we've seen a lot of miracles. I mean, miracle, you're still married. Your kids are still alive. Come on, we got that. Come on, somebody. You know I'm preaching right there. It's a miracle. You made it through COVID. Like, like at the end of the day, and so it's like, God, I don't want to be ungrateful. God, I'm not trying, like I am so satisfied. I am so grateful that you have done what you have done. And I, I felt him say, I need to resurrect some dead dreams. Some hopes. Some things God placed on the inside of you. See, COVID in 2020 and 2021, I, I, some, hey, if you're like me, even writing the book, I'm like, God, I'm just going to be happy if I make it into 2022. There were moments where I'm like, I don't even know if I'm going to make it. And I think what we do is then we come into 2022 because we had big hopes for 2020. Moving forward. Buy a building and the construction costs double. Okay, we're going to step forward. We're going to inch forward. Then 2021, you're like, well, this is the year. 2020 did not win. And it felt like it kind of won. And so you step into 2022 and you're just a little hesitant to get your hopes up. You're like, God, I thought 2020 was going to be it. And 2021, I want you to know the Lord spoke to my spirit that this is a year of miracles. I can't speak for everybody else, but I can speak for this church. I can speak for you because God has called us to display his glory here on this earth. It's a year of miracles. We serve a God of miracles. Psalm 77, verse 13 and 14. Your ways, God, are holy. What God is as great as our God? Why would we ever hide our faith? Let's display the greatness of our God. God, you are the one true living God. Look at what it says here. You are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among the people. It's a year of miracles. 
Resurrect dead dreams. Resurrect broken marriages. Restoring families. Causing you to... I, I think some people have given up hope for healing in your physical body. I want you to know the same God who healed yesterday heals today. He's going to heal tomorrow. I want you to grab a hold of his word. I'm telling you the God of miracles is going to move. Break off addictions. Cause you to be the person you always wanted to be but never could be? Yeah, I, I came really with this question. What miracle are you believing God for this year? You ought to be able to just right off the bat, oh, it's this, it's this. And, and I wonder if us trying to survive, we've just not had that question asked to us. It's not about what miracle am I believing for. God, I'm just trying to make it. But I'm asking you to dream again. I'm asking you to get your hopes up. I'm asking you to ask God, God, what miracle should I be believing you for? And I want to be careful when we talk about miracles. And, and, and I think this is part of what we've seen as some of the result of even the effects of the pandemic, people falling away, not going back into church. I wonder if church tended to be about us. It was like church and we're in the center. We're going to give you a self-help nugget. We're going to make you feel good. Listen, you may come to church and not feel good. There are moments you're going to walk in this door and the Holy Spirit is going to convict your sin. The Holy Spirit is going to speak to you and ask you to stretch outside your comfort zone. You may not get the nice pat on the back, but God's going to move you in the direction of the miracle that he has for your life. And it's all because church is about him and not us. Saying, God, church is all about you. And even when we understand that, we recognize miracles that happen in our life. They're, they're about you, but they're not really about you. Pastor, what do you mean? Well, every person that drives by this church in the middle of the pandemic will say, my God, look, they built a church. I thought businesses were going out of business and the church is advancing. They didn't build some little pitiful shack. They built something that glorifies a God in heaven. And people drive by and say, my God, there must be a God in heaven because he ain't smart enough, he ain't good enough, he ain't talented enough, and they would be correct. I don't have what it takes, but I serve a God that does. He's a God of miracles. And you know, as I was just pondering, you, it's about you, but it's not about you. I love this phrase, this sentence, when we talk about miracles. Put it up on the screen. God works through miracles to reveal his glory. This building has become a monument. I, I'm telling you, for me, you know, it would go up and I'm like, God, that's you. You walked around today. How many, look, you, you came last week and the whole building's transformed. You, you're like, glory. My God, a dream realized. We, we walked this thing out and it wasn't because of us, but it's all of God and he receives the glory. When something happens to you that's miraculous, it only points to the creator. But then look, it says to confirm his message. The message of what? The gospel. The gospel's good news. 
Miracles ought to lead people to Jesus and say, man, there is someone who is greater than my addiction. There is someone greater than the infirmity in my body. There is someone that every tongue will confess and every knee will bow, and his name is Jesus. That confirms the message. That God's not aloof out there, but he is present here. And he is active in humanity and active in the story of our lives. Then look, to convey his purposes, his truths. Look, to those who see. Who? Him. With what? Eyes of faith. His purpose. I wonder if sometimes we ask for a miracle and don't get it because we're asking for a miracle that's all about us. It's our purpose. So you got to jump into, well, God, what's your purpose for my life? Well, I know that Isaiah 53, 5 says, by his stripes we are healed. And so the purpose of God is, God, can I experience your healing? That's the purpose of God. So good, I get to stand on the promise of God. God, you spoke it. I believe it. That settles it. I don't care what the doctor says. I don't care what people say. Yes, I'm going to acknowledge. Look, if you're sick, acknowledge the cancer. But recognize that that cancer must bow at the name of Jesus. The power of God can heal any sickness and any disease. And look, I didn't say this in the first service, but I'm telling you, someone in here, you came and you didn't, you let your belief that God could heal you pass on by. I want you to get your hopes up. This is your year. We serve a God of miracles, and I believe with all my heart that miracle signs and wonders are about to be released in this place like never before. Well, the point back to God, His purpose, His will, it's all about Him. And then it ultimately leads us to the greatest miracle, which is what? Salvation. This building's nice. It's a great miracle. Health in your body is a great miracle. Restoration of family and marriage. and fi- all, all those are great, but nothing compares to the miracle of salvation. I don't know about you, but I was lost. You read the story in the book, I was strung out on drugs. Five days. Partying all night, wasn't looking for God, but God came looking for me. And experienced salvation in that moment, and I've never looked back. Why? Because he's the God of miracles. I'm going to give you three thoughts, just three thoughts, stepping into 2022. Okay, this is a year of miracles. What do I need to know? The first thing is the God of miracles is working behind the scenes on your behalf. I know it may not feel like it. I know you may not can see it. I know you may not think it. But if you're a believer, there is a promise that we get to hold on to. Romans chapter 8 verse 28 says, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. And I want you to know that even when it looks like the devil has won, God gets the final say. And we stand on the word that it may not be the way I want it, but God is in the middle of this and it is going to work out. And also, listen, I want to give this caveat. It may not work out on this side of eternity. I don't know. I'm not God. But, but, but I do know this. You know, we pray for people all the time. We've had people healed. Ollie was healed in one of our worship services, one of our trustees, one of the first times he came to our church, sitting in BF Terry. Which ear, left or right, Ollie? His right ear couldn't hear very well out of it at all. 
And so he's worshiping. I'll never forget, he comes up and tells me, he said, God just healed my ear. In the middle of worship, his ear pops. Total healing in his ear and can hear perfectly now. I've had people, I had a lady uh, back in the back, she's diddling with muscular uh, MS. Prayed for her. It wasn't me. She was here at Saturday morning prayer, 9 a.m. Said somebody just prayed for her. I didn't even know if she knew who it was. And she said God straightened up her body. And she has been different ever since that moment. She said, in fact, would you pray for my twin sister? I could tell you story after story after story of miracles and signs and wonders. And I want you to know this, that God is still on the move. And even though you can't see it, there is a miracle this year. I believe the God of miracles is working on your behalf. Don't allow the enemy to lie to you. But recognize that your miracle is to point to God. The glory of God. And, and I, I look at it like this. God is realigning your life to his plan. See, some of you are trying to get to his plan your way. He's going to say, okay. I, isn't it frustrating we serve a God that doesn't take straight lines? I, I, I'm a shortcut guy. I know we got a lot of people in our community that are shortcut people because they cut right through our property. Just right here, about 40 miles an hour. They, just, they like me. That's what I would do. That's why we had to put up a little gate because they just come zipping through. And, but God ain't a shortcut God. What seems like I should be moving forward, we move backwards. And then we get confused. We're like, God, you left me. No, he didn't leave you. He's setting you up. It's a divine setup. The only way you miss the miracle is if you disqualify yourself. Someone said, well, what's, I know it's all God, Pastor. I know. What's the, what would you attribute the one thing to? I said, well, there's a couple. I got an amazing wife and family. Second thing is I got an amazing team. Third thing is we've learned to never quit. I cannot quit. I will not quit. Quitting is not an option. Listen, I'll die before I quit. And so I'd get up in days and I'm like, God, I don't know if you're going to do it, but I'm going to try to move forward. And sometimes victory is in inches and sometimes it's in feet. But I'm going to take my victory every single day, even if it doesn't look like the way I thought it was going to look. God's never left you. I felt like the Lord told me he loves you. Tell him I love him. Tell him I care about him. And I wrote this. Tell him I've never left him. Second thing you need to know, if you're going to experience a miracle, I know I'm going to get a lot of hooting and hollering. Miracles require work. I know you thought I was going to say faith, but faith without works is dead. I got a lot of people trying to faith a miracle. I just need someone to foot a miracle. Just move your foot forward. We blame God and say, God ain't on the move. And I'm like, well, what did you do? Well, I prayed. Okay, well, why don't you pray and do the little act of obedience that God has asked you to take? God requires steps of faith to move towards his miracle. See, it's all God. We know that. But he partners with humanity. All God, all us, the miracle is in the middle takes a lot of work. See, I, I know they, they, they showed it at the very beginning, but Dr. Judy, see, this miracle happened long before 2019. There's a lot of things I could say, but the one I would tell you is it was February 26, Dr. Judy Laird, a prophetic voice in our life, came and spoke to our dream team. We were at BF Terry. I'll never forget it. We rented it out on a Sunday night. 
encouraging our dream teamers, just had a night of worship. She came and poured into us. She pulls me and Pastor Phyllis aside and says, I got a word for you. Well, this is a big deal because when Dr. Judy prophesies over Phyllis and myself, every prophecy she has ever prophesied has come to pass. I mean, you got some people that say stuff and you still linger and 20 years later, you're like, I'm not letting go. I'm telling you, she says something, I'm like, whoo, you better write that down, take it to the bank. Yes and amen. And I'll never forget, she says, oh, Pastor Jim. And she just loves us. I'm ready. Go ahead, Mama. We call her Mama Red. Go ahead, Mama Red. The Lord is going to trust you with something big. It's going to blow your mind. I'm like, whoo. You know, I'm a church planner, so I'm like, revival. <laughs> like, we're going to pack this whole place, the whole auditorium. We're going to have seven services, 28 campuses, and it's going to happen in six months. Come on, I'm praying for my miracle. God, oh, yeah. So I go there, and I'm like, God, I, man, I'm so thankful, revival, because I'm just assuming revival. God, which we've been praying for. God, I thank you for revival. I went and wrote it on my whiteboard. You go in my office, you'll see it to this day. I still hadn't erased it. It's February 26, dash, six months, dash, August 26. It wasn't revival. It was Brother Harvey. And you know what's interesting? Why don't you things work? Oh, yeah, yeah, it gets better. Here we are. There's a storm in the Gulf. It ain't going to hit us, so it's going to Louisiana. Make come, come here. And never forget our staff. Pastor, what do you want us to do? And I'm like, this is August 22nd, 21st. I walk out of my office. I told the staff, Harvey's not going to hit Louisiana. Harvey's going to hit us. God didn't trust us with revival just yet. He's trust us with some hard work. Will we minister to this city? Nothing to gain. My staff, we rallied, we prayed. Nobody left. We only had seven or eight of us, Pastor Isaac. It wasn't a whole lot of us. Never forget, hits that morning. We weren't at homes. We were in boats. Out over there rescuing people. Some people, I'm, I kid you not, it's amazing what God did. We got national coverage. Unbelievable. Now, I'm, I'm selfie and just, hey, can I help? I'm just trying to get help. I ain't trying to get on national news. I'm just trying to get somebody to help a brother get people out of homes. So here we are, just help. And look at what God does. This building comes up. We're like, man, God, what are you going to do? God's in the middle. So he goes, trust us with something big. He trusts the fact that a church was crazy enough, not, not just us, there were many others. To go out there where it's not safe, not comfortable, serve people with no agenda. And then we asked for this property. Could we just get it for a dollar? The owners graciously said, absolutely. How are you going to fill it? I don't know. But God said he could trust us. So we took a step of faith. We showed up. Would anybody come in? Not yet. But they won't come if I don't have a place to put the supplies. So you got to give me a place. Well, why are they coming? Because God said he would trust us. And we're going to step out and serve. Anytime you serve, I promise you that's God. Because if it's your flesh, you don't want to serve. You want to run. You want people to serve you. 
So here you are, we're serving, and lo and behold, 1.6 million pounds of goods, 50 semis circled through here, all through southeast Texas. And that is where the story of this building begins. I was standing right over here, probably a couple of weeks, Stephanie helped to organize the whole thing in her administrative gift. You say, you're so smart. I'm like, no, nah, I got Stephanie. <laughs> standing right there over a pallet of supplies, and it hit me. This would make a great church. Wow. This would make a great church. So I called the owners back then, and I said, hey, y'all saying thank you so much. Hey, how much you sell the building for? They told us, and I'm like, uh, maybe not. <laughs> Couldn't afford it back then. But who knew? Two years later, serving in this place, that God would orchestrate through miracle after miracle after miracle. In fact, you, the, every step has been a miracle. Commissioner Vincent Morales, our precinct commissioner, couldn't be here today. He would be here, but he's got COVID. He has been a part of our story every step of the way. We served together here. He took off all the red. He said, Jim, you get it. We're going, you do your part. I'm going to do my part. We just served the city community church. And then we got to this place. He found out we had made an offer. They had made an offer. He asked the commissioners to rescind their cash offer. Did you hear me? There was a cash offer on this property. And then there's a church. It's a startup church, church planning church. And they're going to make a finance offer. Well, do they have it? Well... Commissioner Morales asked the commissioners, said, I know Jim, I know Anchor Bend, and this community needs a church that will do what they do. Would you rescind the cash offer and ask them to rescind their cash offer and give us a chance to buy this property? How did it start? Hard work. How did it start? Serving. I'm not telling you this to impress to be impressed with me, but to impress upon you with every great miracle are little acts of obedience and faith and steps. And it's God. And there were days, Bobby, we look at each other, we're like, I think this, like we, we have a word. Pavel, Pavel read road construction. He's like, Pastor, we going to get in there. I said, Pavel, we going to get in there. He said, we're going to get in there. So there's all these diversions, and I'm telling you, 2020 and 2021 has been a diversion for many of you, but you get ready. Your miracle is on the way. You may not can see it. You may not can feel it, but God is going to do the miraculous. Just take steps towards your miracle. I know some of you think, well, I, I feel like I'm a little disqualified. I feel a little weak. I feel tired. Can I, can I encourage you that when you feel weak, when you feel tired, you're in good company. Look at what the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10. A messenger has come to Paul from Satan, and he's putting pain on him. We, we know it as a thorn in his side. Don't really know what it was. We just know this. Paul had a great revelation and at the same time had a great pain. Sometimes you can think, well, the all this pain disqualifies what God revealed to me. And I would say it actually qualifies it. The enemy's trying to rob you of what he knows will bring glory not to you, but to God. And look at what Paul says. This is Jesus speaking to him through the angel. He says, my grace is sufficient for you. 
My power, not your power, not your strength, not your smarts. It's God's power. It's made, it's not like kind of, it's made perfect in weakness. I came to tell you, you may feel tired and weak. You are in the perfect place for God's power to be demonstrated in your life. This is your year of miracles. Look, he says, that's why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness. Paul just said, hey, I'm just content. I just, look, I'm, I'm weak. See, we like to put our best foot forward. Paul just recognized. No, no, that's pride. Pride will cause you to stumble and fall. When I'm weak, then I'm strong. See, weakness is not a disqualification. I believe it's a prerequisite for your miracle. And I want to encourage you, even over the next 21 days, as a church, we're doing 21 days of prayer and fasting. Starts today. Tomorrow we'll meet here. Monday through Friday we'll meet in this place. You know, typically we'll have over 100 people at 6 a.m., 6 to 7 a.m. We'll do some worship songs. We'll pray corporately. We'll declare some things. Then you're off to work. We do it for 21 days. Saturdays we come back at 9 a.m. And then we fast in January. Now, August we laugh because we say 21 days of prayer and feasting. Come on, somebody. This ain't that. So I know as a church, even last week, I asked you, make sure you step into today. Go eat your lunch and then commit. Here we go. Do a full fast. Some of you, no food at all. Partial fast. Fast a meal. Or Daniel's fast. And then I want to encourage all of us to do a soul fast. You know, at the end of the day, get off of social media. Get off the news. Get off the things that are feeding your soul nothing but fear and doubt. And get into the word of God and let his word encourage you, strengthen you, cause faith to rise up within you. It's a great time. And here's the last thing. And I, I, I'm closing here, but I think this is so important. And this is what today really means is miracles are a sign of what is to come. It's a sign. See, a miracle, it establishes God's work because if you could do it, you'd get the credit. But when it's a miracle, it's all God. And it establishes what God is about to do. And What do you mean? Well, he's, he's about to bring deliverance. He's about to bring healing. He's about to bring salvation in a greater capacity than ever before. And I believe with all of my heart, listen, guys, this isn't the end of the story. This is the beginning of the story. This is the foundation of what God is going to build and continue to build. And we're going to raise up generations of people that worship together. Listen, I'm going to speak to my elderly people here. Listen, you're not old. You're mature. And this pastor and this church needs you. You don't get put out to the side. I need you to mentor. I need you to come alongside, give your wisdom, give your strength. I ain't got strength. No, you got more strength than you think. Someone says, man, I've lost my discipline. No, you didn't lose your discipline. You lost your vision. In the absence of a dream, there's no discipline. So you got to have some vision. What do, what, vision for what? To build the kingdom. See, see we, I believe with all my heart that we have four generations that worship here. My, my grandparents, which are watching online, and Grandpa had a bad fall this week, or they would be here sitting right there. My parents and me and Steve and our family, and then our kids, four generations. I believe this is a generational church that we're going to continue to pass the baton.
The goal is not what can we build. The goal is what can we pass off for the next generation to step forward and to advance the kingdom of God with. And I'm telling you this, there is a great church in Richmond, Texas. It's not the only church, but it's our church. It's God's church. And God is moving in a powerful way. And it's a sign of what's to come. I asked him just to tell us, we've been here since the end of September. I said, how many salvations have we had? I want you to know this. Just in the couple of months, we've been here, 226 salvations have taken place in this building. People's lives changed. I've met two people, actually. We had a prophetic moment in, in one of the services, and I felt the Lord say, I want to break a spirit of suicide. And didn't know, I, I didn't know the lady's story. She said, you prayed, and the spirit of suicide was broken, and she was going to kill herself after the service. This was her last chance. Miracles. I'm telling you, that's where in this place, it's a holy place. I'm glad you're here, but it ain't about you. It's about the king. And when we exalt the king, when we lift his name up, when we worship him, then he draws all men unto him. And that's where the miraculous takes place. We see signs and wonders and miracles. Why? Because we're good? No, because he's good. Not because of your righteousness, his righteousness. He is worthy. Now today, stay standing. It's the beginning of a new chapter. And I'm going to invite you to write this chapter with us. Some of you, you've been here the whole time. Some of you, today's your first day. It doesn't matter. Today starts a brand new chapter. Here's what I would ask. Let's engage in what God is doing. Let's get our hopes up. Let's awaken those dreams. Let's say, God, you're the God of the impossible. I'm not going to try to pursue my miracle for me. God, what's the miracle you have in my life so that I bring you glory for your purpose? And our lives have to point back to God. It's from the very beginning of this church. God, whatever you want to do in a church, do it here. Whatever you want to do, that's what this miracle represents. It's the greatest story ever told. A loving God sends his only son, all God, all man, to live a perfect life and willingly sacrifice himself on a tree. That's why we have those crosses in the back. Why? To represent what he did. But the amazing thing is our God's not dead. He's not in a grave. God three days later resurrected Jesus and that resurrection power is inside of us. Imagine that church. If you're a believer the resurrection power of God and yet we've allowed fear to dictate what we do we've allowed passivity to dictate what we do we've allowed all kinds of things in this world to satisfy and yet God himself is on the inside and his resurrection power wants to be released and I believe God gave me a word years ago that there would be a sea of souls a sea of souls saved. We can't populate heaven, God does, but I'm going to partner with him. Can we not let the people we love die and go to hell because we were passive? 
complacent, afraid, full of anxiety, concern, personal, private expression. What in the world is that? He died publicly. Can we have the church rise up and be the church? Yeah, they're going to talk about you. So what? See, we say, oh, that's hate speech. No, hate speech is silence. While the world dies and goes to hell, we can love people and speak truth in love and let our lives lead them to Jesus. I love what St. Assisi said. Preach the gospel, and if necessary, use words. Father, you have a church. Here, God, we surrender. Can you just talk to him? Tell him how much you love him. Just thank him. You might have had a great year. Thank him for the year. You might have had a bad year. Thank him for the year. You've got breath in your lungs. You're here right now. You could be in jail. You could be on the streets. There's a lot of places, but God brought you right here. There's a lot to be thankful. God, we thank you. God, we worship you. It's all about you. It's always been about you. Come on, just tell him. Some of you need to re-surrender your life to him. You need to tell him, God, I, I got off track. It's all right, we all do. Ain't nobody perfect. But you got to get in a community. You got to have friends. You got to have people that would challenge you. Just tell him, say, God, I got off track, but I ain't getting off track no more. I'm all in. I'm all in. Whatever your all in looks like, God, I'm all in. I surrender. Some of you need to surrender your hopes and your dreams and some of you need to surrender control. Right now, I sense that the Lord's speaking. You've been trying to control people, trying to control situations. I'm just telling you, surrender. God will never do it our way. I'm telling you, if I've ever known something, it's I've learned. God, it's all yours. I don't know how to do it. I give it to you. Some of you have been bound up in fear and anxiety. Listen, it's gotten on top of you, in you, through you. Your filter has been skewed. And I believe God right now wants to break a spirit of fear. He didn't come to give us a spirit of fear, but a power, love of sound mind and self-discipline. And I'm telling you, that devil, fear will cause you to be paralyzed. Father, right now, I break a spirit of fear. If that's you, just raise your hand. Just Father, right now, in Jesus' name. We break that spirit of fear. Lord, I lose faith. Faith to take steps. Faith to obey. Faith to listen. Faith to allow your word to reignite their life. And God, we declare health and wholeness. Physical bodies healed in Jesus' name. Blind eyes opened in Jesus' name. Deaf ears opened in Jesus' name. God, I thank you for broken marriages. 2022 will be the restoration of broken marriages. Marriages that seemed hopeless. You're the God of hope. God, we praise you. God, we worship you. Come on, let's sing this together. Oh.